from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Good morning, security gang, and happy birthday, Israel. You're 75 years old. That's right. This is not a live show. I've had to pre-record because it's Independence Day here in Israel. And um, obviously, the sun's like right in my eyes. I've tried to like reposition this like four different ways, and I couldn't. So good morning, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. It is morning here in Israel as well, as y'all are watching this in your morning in the U.S. or afternoon. But Israel 75 years old today, a very, very uh, important milestone for the one and only Jewish state in the world. And what a celebration. It's been fireworks and, and, and all kinds of stuff. And today's just a, uh, a, a huge day of celebration here in the country. And so very excited to be here for that. We've got a packed show this morning, a lot to talk about. If you missed yesterday's CISO talk with Patrick Gall, you should go and check it out. Patrick Gall is the executive director of the NTSC, and we talked about Congress and Senate's priorities around privacy and cybersecurity legislation this upcoming Congress. Pat has some good news and not some good news to share. Go check that out. Also, Dallas, Texas, May 4th. I'm back. I'm in the house with my good friends over at data connectors. We're going to be having an awesome panel together while I'm there. I'm going to be recording some podcasts. So I'll have the link in the show notes to go register and get your free pass now. Um, and I'll be pushing out some really cool promos over the next week or two, but I can't wait to be back in Dallas. I've missed Texas. And as everyone knows, Texas is just awesome. So join me with a double espresso to get this morning's show going. Coffee cup. Cheers, y'all. APC is warning of a critical unauthenticated RCE flaw in their UPS software. APC's Easy UPS online monitoring software is being is vulnerable now to unauthenticated arbitrary remote code execution. It does allow criminals to take over devices and in worst case scenarios, disable the functionality altogether. The uninterruptible power supply devices are vital in safeguarding data centers, server farms, and smaller network infrastructures by, by ensuring seamless operation with power fluctuation or outages. APC, which is by Schneider Electric, is one of the most popular UPS brands. Its products are widely deployed in both consumer and corporate markets, including governmental, healthcare, industrial, IT, and retail. There are several CVEs that have been issued for these vulnerabilities. CVE 2023, 294112, 294412, and 294413. The critical of one is 411 and 412. Both have a CVSS score of 9.8. One is a missing for critical function, allowing an attacker to change admin credentials and execute arbitrary code on the Java RMEI interface. Uh, CVE 2023-29412 is an improper handling of case sensitivity, allowing an attacker to run arbitrary code when manipulating internal methods through the Java RMI interface as well. While denial of service flaws are generally not considered very dangerous, as many UPS devices are located in data centers, the consequences are magnified. It could block remote management of devices. The above flaws impact APC Easy UPS Online Monitoring Software version 2.5 slash, uh, sorry, dash GA-01-22320 and earlier. In Schneider Electric Easy UPS Online Monitoring Software version 2.5 dash GA dash zero one dash two two three two zero and earlier. It impacts all Windows versions, including 10 and 11, and also Windows Server 2016, 2019, and 2022. The recommended action for users is to upgrade 
to version 2.5-GS-01-23036 or later. The only mitigation with direct access is to upgrade the PowerShoot serial shutdown software suite on all servers protected by easy UPS. So you want to make sure you get that done. Another critical flaw is found in a remote terminal unit made by Slovenia-based industrial automation company Enea, which can expose industrial organizations to remote criminal attacks. The existence of the vulnerability came to light last week when CISA published an advisory to inform organizations of the vulnerability. The vendor did release a firmware update that patches the issue. The security hole, which is tracked to CVE 2023-2131, has a CVSS score of a perfect 10 Impacts Enea MERTUs running firmware, firm, firmwares version prior to 3.36. The OS command injection bug could allow remote code execution, according to CISA. The impacted product provides a data interface between remote field devices and the control center through a cellular network. The product is used worldwide in industries such as energy, transportation, water, and wastewater. The vulnerability was discovered and uh, re responsibly disclosed by Floris Hendricks, a researcher who's working on getting his master's degree in cybersecurity at the Redbound University in the Netherlands. Um, so good job to that young gentleman there. VMware is also fixing a critical zero-day exploit chain used at the Pond to own. VMware released a security update to address zero-day vulnerabilities that could be chained to gain code execution system running unpatched versions of the company's workstation and Fusion software hypervisors. The two flaws were part of an exploit chain demoed by the Star Labs team security researchers one month ago during the Pond to Own Vancouver 2023 contest. Vendors have 90 days to patch the zero-day exploits and disclose during Pond to Own before Trend Micro zero-day initiative releases the technical details. The first vulnerability, 2023-20869, is a stack-based buffer overflow vulnerability in the Bluetooth device sharing functionality that does allow local attackers to execute code as the virtual machine's VMX process running on the host. The second bug was patched today, CVE 2023-20870, an information disclosure weakness in the functionality for sharing host Bluetooth devices with the VM. Uh, VMware has shared a temporary workaround for admins who cannot immediately deploy patches for the two flaws, but you want to make sure you get these patched as well. An additional vulnerability in SLP could let attackers launch a categorically 2,200 times greater DDoS attack. The details have emerged uh, about this high severity security vulnerability impacting the service location protocol that could be weaponized to launch vol volumetric denial of service attacks against targets. Attackers could exploit this vulnerability by leveraging vulnerable instances to launch massive denial of service amplification attacks with a factor as high as 22 times higher, uh, potentially making it one of the largest amplification attacks ever reported. This is according to Bitside and CureSec. Uh, researchers Pedro Umbilio and Marcus Marco Locks in a report shared with the Hacker News. The vulnerability, which has been assigned an identifier, CVE 2023-290552, CVSS score of 8.6 is set to impact more than 2,000 global organizations and over 54,000 SLP instances that are accessible over the internet. This includes the VMware ESXi hypervisor, the Monica, uh, the sorry, the Konica Minolata printers, the Plantex routers, IBM integrated management modules, SMC IPMI, and 665 other product types. The top 10 countries 
are the U.S., U.K., Japan, Germany, Canada, France, Italy, Brazil, the Netherlands, and Spain. And you can obviously see on the map here, a lot of it is significant. You, um, web security company Cloudflare said in an advisor it expects the prevalence of SLP-based DDoS attacks to rise significantly in the coming weeks. So keep your eye out for that. Assess your risk and handle it properly um, if you're at risk with these types of attacks. Iran tried to break into several U.S. municipal governments to publish election results in 2020, but discovered were discovered by cyber soldiers operating abroad and kicked out before an attack could be launched. This is according to the U.S. military and cybersecurity officials. The system involved in the previously undisclosed breach was not for casting or counting ballots, but rather was used to report unofficial election results on public websites. The breach was revealed during a presentation this week at RSA in San Francisco. Officials didn't identify the local government that was targeted. Uh, this was not a system used to conduct of the election, but there are, of course, also concerns with the systems that could weigh on the perception of potential compromises, according to Eric Goldstein, who leads the cybersecurity division at CISA. If not expelled from the site, the attackers could then have altered or otherwise disrupted the public-facing result page, which could have led to misinformation, disinformation, and a whole bunch of stuff there. But also Iranian uh, attackers continue to launch sophisticated attacks targeting Israel. This one is a threat actor, Iranian threat actor, that's been linked to a new wave of phishing attack targeting Israel that's designed to deploy an updated version of a backdoor called Powerless. Checkpoint is tracking the activity cluster under its mythical creature handler, Educated Manticore, which exhibits strong overlaps with a hacky crew known as APT-35 Charming Kitten, um, as, as most know them at, uh, by. Like many other actors, Educated Manticore has adopted recent trends and started using ISO images and possibly other archive files to initiate infection chains. Uh, active since at least 2011, APT-35 has cast a wide net of targets by leveraging fake social media personas, spear phishing techniques, and end-day vulnerabilities in Internet-exposed applications. Uh, the attack chain documented by Checkpoint begins when an ISO disk image files that makes use of an Iraq-themed lures to drop a custom in-memory downloader that ultimately launches the powerless implant. The ISO file acts as a conduit to display a decoy document written in Arabic, English, and Hebrew, and it purports to feature academic content about Iraq from a legitimate nonprofit entity called the Arab Science and Technology Foundation, indicating that the research community may have been the target for this specific attack. So Iran continues to target the globe. And yesterday at RSA, acting National Cybersecurity Director Kimba Walden told reporters during a roundtable discussion that an implementation for the National Cybersecurity Strategy could be available by early summer. The implementation, though, is going to be a bit difficult. One, some implementation could be done by CISA, TSA, and so forth. Other legislation would require regulatory, um, would require um, approval from Congress in, in terms of passing law, and they've indicated, at least with the initial launch of the document, that there's very little appetite to add regulation without removing uh, regulation as well. So that may be an impasse there. It's, it's interesting to see how they're going to try to implement this. Um, Walden said it's when it's published, it's not going to be sexy. It's really going to be about who's accountable for what and who's responsible. They're publishing a racy. That, that's what they're doing. It's not really a plan. It's a racy. Who's responsible, who's accountable, who's consultative, and who needs to be informed. That's that. 
it's not really an action plan because you've got to pass policy. To pass policy, you've got to get the different uh, lines of government to agree to pass that policy. There's very little appetite for that right now, um, as, especially given the, the shaky ground Congress is on at the moment. Um, and, and, and because cybersecurity is so spread out across CISA and then um, ONCD and, and so many others, it's going to be interesting to see how that all comes together um, and be interesting to see how this plan, when published, looks like. That's it for our show this morning. Again, Data Connectors Dallas, May 4th. Don't miss it. It's going to be amazing. Link is in the show notes. Till then, have a great rest of your day. And most importantly, stay cyber safe. We love feedback. So make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.